Now, Christianity has its 13th apostle, a faithful witness to the love, mercy, and truth of Jesus Christ. How about you? Will you be the 13th apostle? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, or good afternoon, good morning, whenever it is that you're listening to this. This is Dan Duddy with the 13th Apostle. My co-host and dear friend cannot be with us audibly this evening, but he is with us in the studio. That is Tom Caffrey, my co-host. You know, I've always wanted to say my co-host because Tom always opens the show and says my co-host, Dan Duddy, but he's mine too. (laughs) And I'm I'm so proud and glad to say that about my dear friend. So he's uh, our studio manager solely just that this evening, if he can hold himself back, that is. But he's letting his voice recover and it's much needed. And we pray for our dear friend, Tom, that his voice recovers. And he's going to work that studio at home more than likely with his favorite friend outside of me. That is his putty cat, <laughs> Luna, hurrying alongside him, I'm sure. But he's with us. Tom is with us. Just maybe not vocally with us as well. But we're going to miss that voice and his input this evening. We have a very special guest with us tonight, a dear friend, a mutual friend of Tom and myself and many men and and women. But I'm going to refer to the men because he's a wonderful chaplain for us and several men's groups that Tom and I are deeply affiliated with, one being the Sons of the Father, which really Tom has founded with the help, the spiritual guidance and help of Father Jim Hutchins, who is also our chaplain chaplain for our meetings and unselfishly travels to South Jersey to be with the men there and guide us, lead us, you know, give us mass. Also with the King's men out of Philadelphia, another mutual friend in uh, Mark Houck. So, uh, and Father Jim, it just does an amazing job for our men. And I must tell you that Father Jim brings with him, I won't tell you what his age is, but I'll tell you that he is a sage, S-A-G-E, but he's also got this wonderful, youthful energy about him that excites the men in our men's group of all ages, truly. And uh, so many times I hear, I never, I don't want to compromise this wonderful humility, but so many times after, you know, he celebrates mass with us, for us, the men will say, wow, I, I love that homily, you know, and he has traveled the nation with our men as far as San Antonio and to really, uh, his efforts are amazing and he's wonderful and i I just want to have you guys kind of nod your head as we hear after i say father uh hello to you father jim and uh thank you so much for being with us this evening and i'm delighted to be with you thank you for that beautiful introduction (laughs) Uh, thank you so much father and father came short notice this evening because you know tom's trying so hard man this guy's got no quitting him this tom caffrey and he said damn it and I'm sure it was really difficult for him to say, he said, I'm going to have to bail out this evening. And I said, I know Father Jim's waiting by the phone, and here we go. So Father Jim's going to share with us one of his uh, terrific homilies about, uh, about the Epiphany, which has just recently passed, but it also launches us now. And I'm sure Father Jim will uh, get into that a little bit. Our focus today is on the Magi. You know, who, who were these men? You know, sometimes called kings. We don't know a lot about them, but the main thing we know is that they were not Jewish. And this is significant. A few days after the birth of the Lord, Gentiles, pagans, were summoned to follow and start Israel. We're the one, we're the capital O, we're the one the ages waited for was born. And they followed this star because they were good men, honestly seeking God's will. Have at it, Father, huh? I'm going to sit back and listen. 
<laughs> the journey, I think, see, epiphany is all about the way I look at it is it, so many journeys are involved. You know, uh, uh, the Magi, they weren't kings, so I, but uh, they they brought kingly gifts for the king, you know. But uh, they came from, uh, I think, they say Persia, which it would be to the east of uh, Palestine, uh, uh, of Israel. And um, they saw this, uh, the belief was that when a new star was cited uh, that uh, uh, that someone, some leader, some important person was born. And that's what, uh, I don't know how that uh, started, but uh, yeah, that's what uh, got them uh, interested. And then, of course, they did follow the star. That, and it, it probably was uh, after uh, two years. It wasn't right at the birth of Jesus. Uh, it, it probably was two years after because uh, Herod, uh, when he was trying to rid himself of this possible new king, he had the uh, holy innocence of Bethlehem two years and under killed. So they apparently the the, the, the Magi were were not there at the first, but they were there later on. And then to cover all his tracks, you know, he, he chose that uh, time frame for the uh, for the uh, all the innocents, you know. But the journey, their journey is, uh, you know, they went out of their way. I mean, you know, I don't know how far Persia was from the uh, the Holy Land, the uh, Israel, but they, they went out of their way, uh, and it was uh, it could not have been an easy journey. It certainly, wouldn't, in in in, ter- in terms of uh, our time, you know, we we would uh, you know not even even think about it. But they mm. they uh, took to this this journey, and they. Uh, they arrived, uh, they, and they they weren't even sure where they were, you know, where he was. But they looked around. And they finally they did everything. They they really did not leave anything, any stone unturned to find him. And then and then they they, they brought him gifts of uh, uh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, which was uh, which were gifts for a king, gold for a king, uh, frank, frankincense for uh, for a king, and myrrh for his burial uh how that they even thought of those gifts is is amazing but uh mm-hmm. um and so they were you know i, I love to you know people that you know go to parties uh, you know or an event you know and the, the per, 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 person would say they travel the farthest gets a prize you know mm-hmm. and the magi would get a get the prize uh, this mm-hmm. uh, they traveled far uh, but th- there were all sorts of journeys uh, and and it's what, not so much what they did, you know, when they got there, or, or even the gifts. They were there. That beautiful phrase. They were there for Jesus. You know, uh, they wanted to be to honor him, to uh, let him know that that they uh, welcomed him. You know, uh, of course, Mary and Joseph also had their journey, and uh, it was not an easy journey. She was with child, and. Uh, a census was being taken, and uh, she had to, um, Joseph uh, and, and her, uh, had to uh, go uh, from Nazareth, which was in the north of uh, uh, Israel, down to uh, Bethlehem, which was about five or six miles out of, uh, outside of uh, uh, Jerusalem. And uh, uh, I'm sure, you know, <laughs> it's just, they may have been used to things like that because they traveled to the temple in Jerusalem, but... Uh, it could not have been an easy journey, especially with Mary uh, being with child. But and so, uh, so and Jesus' journey 
was from heaven, you know, he could be from heaven, you know, and St. Paul says he didn't cling to the fact that he was God, you know, he didn't have to do this. And he was, he came down and he was there uh, for us, you know. Uh, so all these being there for each other, uh, sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, piles up, you know, uh, uh, you know, it, it's a, uh, it's just the fact, you know, it, that he, that he came, you know, I mean, you know, even if he hadn't, uh, uh, you know, uh, sacrificed himself on the cross at uh, Calvary, the fact that he came to be one of us, uh, and to share in our experiences, it's such great love, you know, uh, God did not have to do this, you know. And he could, mm-hmm. if he if he wanted to do something for us, he could have done it in in a, in a couple seconds. But uh, mm-hmm. but he gave his whole self, uh, his whole life, uh, to us so that we could uh, be uh, led by him. Just the magi uh, uh, were, were led by the uh, star, you know, to Bethlehem. You know, Jesus would lead us by his life to his place uh, in heaven. So they uh, so. There's also two journeys involved uh, in this uh, in this beautiful manifestation of God's love for us. Wonderful. And, and Father, you know, Tom offers two here, and it, there's a, a certain universality that is created here in the church. And this is perhaps celebrated, as I, I believe you said, this is really the epiphany was celebrated before the nativity was, because, you know, this shed light on the nativity. And, and as you said, this was two years later, whereas our manger scenes at Christmas depicted really kind of happening, you know, like 12 hours later or whatever. We could imagine, right, yeah, right. You know, yeah. if, if the Magi were out in the hospital parking lot and came up into the room, yeah. right? But, yeah. and, 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 right, and here we are actually then coming to what was essentially a house at that point. But the, uh, the, the fact that, and, and Tom brings this to a point too, among some other things, as far as, the universality of, of the Catholic Church being really kind of established here or, or foreseen, but actually manifested, is that that the, we have the spectrum of a, a baby king, humble, poor, and uneducated shepherds, and then the honored, wealthy, and educated magi. Now, I'd like to add also to that the fact that these magi, they, they were foreigners, but they weren't just any foreigners. They they held some sort of historical position that was powerful enough to have audience with King Herod. And Herod was obviously super troubled by their visit. And, and with him, a lot of heads were turned in, in, in all of Jerusalem. Like, who, who were these guys? And what brought them here? What did they want from this King Herod? And, uh, and they flat out asked to pay homage to a newborn king, newborn king of the Jews. And and then here Herod, right? He's saying, "Is there a baby out out there somewhere who's going to replace me and replace, you know, this pride and ego and power that I have?" And the chief priests compounded it, and, and scribes could only tell Herod about the prophecy, you know, that a ruler would come from Bethlehem, and that these three magi, who were considered kings, could create this kind of stir in Jerusalem. Imagine what would happen in Bethlehem. And if they went to the, that place, you know, the house by now where Mary and Joseph, you know, were staying, as you said, and, and bringing gifts, you know, holding themselves, prostrated themselves before the child. Like, what's going on here? What, what is this epiphany? What's going on now in Jerusalem and King Herod because because of this amazing, truly amazing event? 
and it was uh, because they came so from so far, and because they were Gentiles, and you know the church uh, took that as a uh, as his uh, manifestation to all the world, to all to all the nations. That he came not just uh, for the Jews, but he came for uh, everyone. You know, he came to uh, his his redemption was for everyone. So, uh, but the, and the shepherds, the shepherds had a shorter shorter journey. They they were. Uh, I was in the Holy Land, and then uh, the hills were, uh, they said the most likely place were the hills, you know, which were uh, not too far from the from the Basilica of the uh, the Nativity. So they didn't have a very far, uh, you know, journey to come, but, to, but nevertheless, you know, they came, you know, they, uh, and, and they, they were humbled and, you know, to, to be chosen to, uh, See the king, you know, see the the the, the Messiah, you know. So the, uh, there's a lot of journeys involved in this, and, uh, and 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 that was the beginning of of Christ's manifestation to the world, you know. And Father, isn't the journey aspect of it? And I heard this in in uh, my homily on Sunday at Mass, where you know there are so many components of the Epiphany that can be kind of plucked out. And and that, that little ember can be you know uh, fanned until it becomes you know a fire. But the whole point of journey was accentuated by our priest, and that that the whole point of journey and pilgrimage is so vital to our faith, whether we're actually on foot or in our soul or through our prayer life. Amen. Amen. Yes. Yeah, we've all had our our journeys. Nobody nobody gets out of having a journey. You have to, uh, you just can't stay in the crib. You, know, you have to, uh, yeah. you you grow, you know, uh, and you relate with other people, and uh, mm. and then you start, you know, when uh, you you come to puberty, adolescence, you know, you're trying to find yourself, and uh, and. I guess um, uh, my idea of finding yourself is, you know, because we were created in the image and likeness of God, mm. you know, we're, is, we're images of him. You know, the place to find yourself is in God, you know, and it's not, uh, you can't find it just in yourself. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you can't gaze at your navel and figure out, you know, who you are, you know, that's to relate yeah. to other, others and especially yeah. Because we're creating the image and likeness of God, uh, we look at Him, we look at His Son, and then we look at His life and see, you know, how how did He live, or what what else, uh, you know, how what does it mean to live like God, you know, to live in His image, you know. Yeah, that's quite a, a and that in itself, you just put us on a spiritual journey, uh, Father, with your words right there. So. Journey has has, multi, has multiple meanings, and I believe that it's in every journey that compels us to move our feet begins with a vision and a passion that's manifested in us in the silence. And I, I yeah, I, I feel you, and, and that's beautiful. And, and Tom is texting me. He put Luna down for a minute so he could pick up his phone <laughs> and text me. <laughs> and he's saying, does Father see the epiphany as the end? Or the beginning, or both, and he adds, culture sees it as the end. The, de- the decorations are down, vacation are over, and I'm going to add to it. Everything's half price now in the store. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they got to dump all their their garbage yeah. now. So, 
Go ahead, Father. What do you have to say about that? Is this well, uh, the end? Go ahead. well, I uh, it's it's the beginning uh, uh, because uh, the church and the liturgy, you know, and the old liturgy, uh, uh, you know, it was uh, the Sundays were were not ordinary. They didn't call them the ordinary Sundays. They were the time after Epiphany, you know. So the manifestation uh, uh, continued, and, and as as we heard in the, in the scriptures, uh, uh, the various. Uh, miracles and uh, parables of Jesus, uh, you know, so it, it, it's really, uh, it, it's a journey uh, till the end of time, you know, mm-hmm. he manifests himself to us. And then, of course, you know, and he is, he is Emmanuel, he is God with us, and uh, especially in the church, he is, he is with us in his mystical body, and especially in the Eucharist, you know, he, um, He's God. He can be wherever he wants to be, you know. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, and he stays in our tabernacles, you know, and we celebrate him in mass. And uh, so, uh, it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't the end, even with his resurrection. You know, he said, "I will not leave you orphans. I will be with you always." Uh, so he continues to manifest himself, uh, especially. Uh, in prayer, when we uh, when we enter into the intimacy that we were created for, uh, that He planted within us, you know, uh, you know, He, you know, the more we pray, and the saint says, the more uh, Christ reveals Himself to us. So, and that, you know, to know to know Christ, to know God in that way is. Um, it certainly uh, fills us with hope and direction. You know, we have somebody we can trust. We know that He is the way, the truth, and the life. You know, as He's saying. You know, so, uh, so you know, He is. He is the journey. The journey is to not just a place, but to a person. Mm-hmm. Father, I, I I want to tell the audience too if they haven't recognized it already. Father has really. Um, sacrificed. You can hear it in his voice as well. You have, and, I'm, and I'm on medication uh, for a uh, severe cold. The father is definitely uh, toughing it out for us this evening, uh, being with us on the phone. And Tom, of course, as I've already explained to you. So, and I, I told my wife before getting on the phone that we have uh, two compromised voices. And she said, I think she said it under her breath. She said, geez, I wish your voice would get compromised, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, her, her Right now, here I am. So, oh, okay. go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah. So, where, where are we at now? What's the, what's the liturgical season of the church right now? What are we called to do in light of the uh, non aftermath? And I really appreciate you not allowing us to call call it the aftermath of the epiphany that we're going to bring the epiphany in us. In us. Where where are we at now? Moving forward, Father. What are we looking forward to? In the liturgy, or in in in, what, in our what, se- uh, this season of the church at this moment now, what, uh, what, well, what it's go ahead. Uh, it's to uh, the journey to Christ happens as uh, we pray and as we get to know Christ, you know, yeah. uh, through the scriptures, through prayer, through the sacraments, through uh, the liturgies of the church and the saints. You know, uh, he's yeah. left us plenty of signs. You know. Along the road, you know, to uh, to himself. So, uh, you know, others have, you know, been there before us, and and they've they've left records of uh, of yeah. how to get there. You know, 
So yeah. we're, we're not without a, a roadmap. Yeah. yeah. And I, I also see in this a component of uh, not only just the, once again, the universal church, but the inclusion of the universal church, which is coincides with the word universal, as we see, you know, the, the Magi coming to our Lord and so many others to follow in his ministry to follow, perhaps 30 years later from his, uh, from his birth, uh, to where it was absolutely became uh, universally known that the Catholic Church was meant for all. So I think w- what, uh, what I see here, and, you know, there, there is actually some, and I don't want to jump into a, a, a sidebar when we don't have as much time, but the inclusion of the Catholic Church but to the point where we're not selling out our souls for the Catholic Church. In other words, uh, the invitation of, you know, non-practicing, let's say, homosexuals into the church and those uh, obviously are, are, are Protestant brothers and churches who are making conversions to the church. But to also recognize, understand and love all of those around us. You know, and that we're not to be exclusive. So I know that's kind of a loaded statement, but there's also some controversy in where we draw the line with such. Amen. Well, uh, the invitation, uh, Cardinal George uh, of Happy Memory from uh, Cardinal Chicago uh, said that everybody is uh, welcome into the church, but on Christ, he's the one that sets the uh, sets the uh, requirements. You know, it's it's on his terms. That we we're all we are all welcome, you know. There's nobody uh, excluded. If anybody's excluded, it's because they exclude themselves. Yes, and you know we we come to church on Sunday to celebrate Mass, and as Tom, you know, often says, and it's so fundamental and true. And the, you know, Mass means sending, and uh, we come to receive the gifts of God and. And we're, we're, we're sent to bring these gifts to all of the people of the world and, uh, you know, to bring the gospel to those by, by what we do more than by what we say. And uh, especially to the marginalized, and it just seems the marginalized are getting closer and closer to us. They're right in our midst, right? Especially, mm-hmm. you know, with our youth. And, uh, and, you know, I'm in the youth business. I'm in the kid business. And it it requires. I thought you were going to say you were a youth. <laughs> I was I was going to hold you to that. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. not, not not chronologically anyway, but in my heart, I feel. Oh uh, yeah, I, I, you, you got it. You got it. Especially around you, Padre. You uh, you uh, the you're right. Us, <laughs> yeah, I know we're running out of time, and uh, Tom is texting me. And uh, Tom, you want to give me a thumbs up on this, and if I'm. About ready to close. So, Father, what do you what do you have on your agenda coming up? Hey, uh, our buddy Mark Cox running for Congress out there, huh? In uh, Pennsylvania. Right, right, yes. Our, our, pro, our pro <laughs> hero, war hero. Yeah, he is. He certainly is a hero. Yeah, oh, yeah. But well, on my on my I'm making a retreat up at the Saturn House next week. Uh, a solemn retreat, you know, just myself. So uh, that's. Oh, nice. uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I just arranged it to, today with the. Uh, Jim and Joan Black, and uh, oh, uh, uh, so uh, such solitude at Fathom House. Uh, I, I've spent uh, some time there, I've had some quiet nights there. My wife and I have stayed there uh, a number of times. Tom has stayed there at Fathom House as well. Yeah, so peaceful out there in the uh, the open fields of Pennsylvania. Love yeah. it. So, uh, Tom, you want to give me a thumbs up? Are we in wrap up mode here, buddy? 
back in the studio. Time to wrap it up, Danny. All right. Hey, there's the voice. All right. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to jump in here and we'll let Tom uh, continue to heal up. You, you have our prayers, Tommy, and our love. Uh, so, folks, please stay tuned for the Angelus and your prayer intentions with our good friend in Christ, Peter and Jamie, and support WQPH in any way that you can so that we can keep these fun conversations up and running and we can have the great, inspiring uh, people like uh, the real deal people, boots on the ground people like Father Jim Hutchins uh, with us again and, and the likes thereof. Father Jim, thank you so, so much for being with us, Father. Well, thank you. Thank you for all that you do. Witness to the faith at the end. Thanks. True pleasure to have you with us. God bless you, uh, Tommy, back there. And uh, God bless you, Father. God bless you all. You are listening to WQPH 89.3 FM, Shirley Fitchberg. And now a word from author Peter and Jimmy, who is the host of Your Prayer Intentions, taking place every Saturday at 12.30 p.m. Whether you're donating money or giving us prayers, without you, we don't go on. And if you do want to help us go on, please consider going to wqphradio.org. There's a donate button there. You can give once, you can give monthly, and it makes a difference. It keeps all of our shows, and we have a great lineup of shows keeps us going and whether you're a fan of uh your prayer intentions whether you like steve's show benedict's hair sundays at midnight whether you like brother matthew and brother anthony from from the housetops which is on sundays 10 30 a.m and 4 p.m whether you're a fan of the children's rosary which we have every day at 5 p.m seven days a week whether you like our local matter show which is saturday at 11 or talk catholic which comes right after us at 12.30. Larry's Music Off, Sunday at 11 a.m. We have the Shepherd's Pie, Saturdays at 1 p.m. Or Dan and Tom with the 13th Apostle, which comes just before us at 11.30. Any of those shows and all the stuff you you donate, you help these things come out. But what's also at the WQPH website, in addition to podcasts of our shows, is the prayer wall. Right on the prayer wall, support WQPH and get WQPH 24 hours a day, 7 days a week on WQPHradio.org. Thank you for listening to The 13th Apostle with Dan Duddy and Tom Caffrey. For more information on Dan, visit his website at www.danduddy.com or email dcduddy at gmail.com. Tom's website is faithpilgrims.com or email trcaffrey at faithpilgrims.com. How about you? Will you be The 13th Apostle? 